tags, no tags. What's up, good people? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Midnight Drop. I'm your host, Jordan Malone, and welcome to another dope ass night. I don't know why I did it like that. I don't know, especially for my first video right here. I'm, I'm a little confused to why I did it like that. I've been nervous as hell all day. Just been sipping on my water. Midnight Drop right here. Been nervous. Camera A right here, got camera B right here. I, I I just don't know how to present myself on video anymore because it's just so weird doing audio for so long. And I hear I'm doing video, but that's besides the point. We'll get into that later. Again, welcome to another episode of Midnight Drop. We have a lot of good stuff for you guys today. Today we're gonna be talking about reviews for a couple of movies that I was able to watch for the last couple of weeks that I haven't really gotten to into this platform. But I want to go ahead and give it to you guys right now. I also want to talk about some thoughts on a certain documentary regarding a certain celebrity that I used to really respect. Uh, except these last five years or so, I've lost a lot of respect for this person. So we're going to be talking about that. And also, we're going to be talking about what's going on this Saturday. But that's going to be kind of brief. I'm actually going to be really, really quick about that. So... Again, thanks so much for coming into tonight's episode of Midnight Drop. And we're actually going to start right now on kind of like uh, just some uh, icebreakers, man. Welcome. If you're new here, it's always great to have new people coming over. Uh, as you know, we are finally able to do video with, again, camera A right over here, camera B right over here. It is always good to have this type of setup, and we finally got it. Um it's been a long time coming coming man um i i'm i i was not kidding when i when i was telling saying see right there i I was not kidding when i was saying that i was nervous as hell doing this because this is pretty much the first time that i've been on video for a full ass episode of my podcast and i drop and um it's great it's great to be here just being able to just kind of just talk you know kind of wing it kind of not on two cameras that I'm just genuinely am, am just shocked and amazed that I was able to be at this point. And uh, we're here now, man. So this will be the first of many episodes that will be coming onto the platform on my website, www.themidnightdrop.com, and on my YouTube page. Uh, and let's just see where this takes us, man. We're going to do a lot of cool shit on here as well. Uh, like I said, on Saturday, we got a very special episode. If you're keeping on keeping in track with my Instagram page, then you have noticed that I put out a weekly agenda showing out who's going to be on my podcast, what we're going to be able to do. And one of those cool things is that on Saturday, I'm going to be having two of my homies and one special guest from another podcast. That's going to be Brandon Bagwell, uh, Julian Ross, and Josh E. The only reason why I say Josh E and not his full last name is because I can't pronounce that motherfucker's last name. I'm sorry, Josh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry for the last day. I don't know why I said motherfucker. Again, I'm nervous as hell. So anytime I, I cuss like that, it's just me being nervous. But it is what it is. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's one of those types of days. But uh, yeah, uh, if you guys don't remember any of these people, allow me to uh, bring some clarity into it. Uh, clarity into your minds or whatever. <laughs> But Brandon actually was a, a special guest on my podcast for, I want to say, for two to three episodes. And he is considered one of my best friends in the whole entire world. Uh, we were able to do some reviews on the podcast with him. And then we would just sit down and just chill and talk. And it's been really dope to just have him here, man. It, it's cool. Um, uh, the last episode we did was pretty much a review on Batman, the long Halloween part one. Uh, and then we also kind of talked about some other movie trailers. We did the whole Karen retru- review reaction. Uh, uh, what was it? The Karen movie trailer reaction <laughs> that we did. And that was pretty funny. I think that was the last episode I did before I kind of took a break. Because I was burnt the fuck out and I was like, I need to go focus on trying to get a better job and get back into school, man. And he was excited about getting back on the podcast. He was excited about actually getting these cameras, man. Um, As you see right here, he I think the first time he saw these, we actually did some really cool stuff regarding a intro video about the midnight drop was coming back. So now that we're here, he's going to be more excited when we kind of do this whole group podcast on Saturday. So, you know, always dope to have him here. Julian was actually here a couple weeks ago when we did an episode together and he did his take on Scream, the newest Scream movie that came out this year. And I did my review on Munich, The Edge of War. And it's always great to have him. Uh, I think what's so cool about having him and branding together is that both of them are aspiring videographers. Uh, Julian wants to go more into film and Brandon wants to go more into sports videography and production. So having them both there, I, I really want to go ahead and talk about kind of like their aspirations and just why they love film and video so much. Uh, the last guy, Josh E, uh, he's a good friend of Brandon's that I've been able to connect with him numerous times just by hanging out and just getting some food. I think the last time we had a big ass hangout was, uh, I think when Brandon's birthday it was Brandon's birthday, like his senior after senior year of high school, everybody got together and it was just really, really fun. And I followed Josh on Instagram. We chatted up for a little bit and he did his own podcast during the panoramic or the pandemic as we correctly stated. <laughs> And uh, he had a pretty cool stuff. It was called the Five Cents Podcast. Go ahead and check it out on Spotify and on his Instagram page. Uh, and uh, he ended up doing another podcast, which you can go check that out on Spotify as well. But I want to go ahead and get him on because he's Nashville-based. Uh, he's really cool, has cool insight. It'd be really cool to have him just chill and vibe with us, especially with familiar faces such as Brandon and Julian. So uh, that's pretty much why these people are coming on and who these people are and what we're going to be talking about, that's something that you're going to have to stay tuned for that, man. Um, I'm not going to reveal all my damn secrets, but uh, yeah, man, it's going to be nice having them on Saturday, and it's going to be nice having a full-on video 
podcast with just a whole group. Uh, that has been one of my goals for this year. And we're finally getting to it, man. We're finally getting to it. But uh, that being said, let's go ahead and get into the full agenda of what we're getting in tonight's episode. First off, we're going to be doing a review of Moonfall, one of the craziest movies of 2022 already. Uh, we're also going to be doing a review on The Fallout, one of the big streaming movies of January on HBO Max. Then we're going to be talking about uh, one of my favorite TV shows of January, Reacher, uh, the actual, I guess, reboot or faithful adaptation for once of the popular book, Jack Reacher. And then we're probably going to be doing a little bit of a discussion on, uh, if we have enough time, maybe a quick uh, discussion on the newest Chippendale trailer or movie uh, that the trailer that came out yesterday. I kind of want to talk about that for a little bit, but uh, that'll be about it for today's agenda. If you are new here to the Midnight Drop, welcome. It's always great to have you here. Uh, We do episodes here every week, and you'll see me do it on this format on video uh, from the time being right now, which is really dope. Uh, But you can also catch us on various podcast platforms, audio only, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, and also on my website, www.themidnight.com drop.com again that's www.midnightdrop.com you can also check out the videos on youtube and on the website as well and you can also catch clips on my instagram official underscore tmdpodcast.com or if you're feeling a little risky or you just want to say well i want to know this guy a little bit personally a little bit better you can go ahead and follow me on my personal instagram page 615 underscore chill again that's 615 underscore chill uh, what we do here on the Midnight Drop is that we do a lot of movie and TV show. <laughs> shoe. <laughs> oh, my God. We fuck it up already. Uh, we do a lot of movie and TV show uh, reviews. And we also sprinkle in a little bit of cool stuff such as talking about politics, society, pop culture, our lives in general. Just some cool ass chill vibes like we're going to be doing this Saturday with our special guest. And we just have a really cool time here. So. If you're new and you're interested, you can go ahead and follow us on Instagram, follow the podcast and all the other platforms, and keep up to date with what episodes we're doing all over. But that is about it with our housekeeping rules. Let's get into our first review. But first, I gotta go ahead and play these sweet jams for you real quick. We're also doing it for the video as well. For these long podcasts, what I'm probably going to be doing is separate of the podcast into different segments so that anybody just wants to get to a specific time or get to a specific review, I'll just have it right out there. But, like always, we'll be right back after Sweet Jazz Vibes. Brought to you by Soundtrack. We'll be right back.
righty then, we are back with tonight's episode of Midnight Drop. Uh, I gotta be honest, man, I never thought I'd be doing a video podcast. My first episode on video format, looking like a homeless lumberjack. I'm just gonna be honest right there, because I look fucking ridiculous. Um, My beard looks scraggly as fuck. My hair, I been doing this whole thing check this out my hair i've been doing this thing where i've been trying to like get the middle together and just get like a fade and go out and now i just look crazy um i just i I, camera a we got this right here i'm looking bad camera b i'm looking bad i'm just looking bad all around if i look myself in the mirror i'm looking bad but usually i get a haircut Sometime like either today or even on Thursdays or Fridays, but because my barber switched up on me and everybody else and makes his haircut appointments on Sundays, there's no fucking way I've been able to get a haircut uh, sometime in a week. So it's just been crazy. And hopefully I could try to get a haircut before Saturday's episode. I really hope I, I'm able to because I do not know if I'll be able to I don't know if I'll be able to record looking like this. I, I mean, I one of my worst fears is that I come into this episode, Josh, Brandon, and Julian all look good as hell, and I'm over here just looking beat up like a motherfucker. Like I do not want that at all. Uh that's just that's just a big fear. I mean, goddamn, like I just sometimes I just think about myself and just how I Sometimes I just look crazy. Like sometimes I just go to work and I just be like, I'm really coming into my job looking like I did not deserve this position. Like for me, I I work as a research assistant. I'm not going to talk about specifically where I work at, but I work as a research assistant. I go to my job. I go into a lab. I test things out. I file reports. I do all this type of stuff, typical research assistant stuff. And I always come in. Uh, just either wearing a T-shirt with some jeans and some and some Nikes or whatever, some Jordans, or I come in with a wrinkled, <laughs> wrinkled, uh, button down with some jeans and some Jordans or whatever. There are some days I look really, really good because I wear like a like a like a blazer with a nice shirt, some khakis, and some nice running shoes because I do go back and forth. But my job is pretty much chill. I don't try to do way too much. So I do what I can. But sometimes I go to my job and I look myself in the mirror and I'm just like, how did I ever get a position like this? Because if I was getting a traditional corporate job, I know damn well I would be killing myself to look good. And I'm not saying I need to kill myself to look good now, but sometimes I feel like I can do a little bit better. But that's besides the point, because right now I'm just airing out my insecurities over looking like a homeless lumberjack, like I said before. (laughs) But uh, we're going to get into our first review. Transition to that. We're going to get into our first review of the day, and we're going to be talking about Moonfall, one of the craziest movies. Ooh, excuse me on that. One of the craziest movies of 2022 already. But how can it be one of the craziest movies and we just went through our first month of already? Well, it's a long story. Um, to kind of set everything up, 
Moonfall was advertised heavily since the beginning of the year. It seemed like every time I went to a movie theater or every time I went on YouTube, the trailer for this film just popped right up. And it, it it's directed by Roland Emmerich, uh, the godfather of disaster movies, uh, director for movies such as Independence Day, the shitty sequel, Independence Day Resurgence, uh, the shitty... 2012 film that made people scared and cashed in on the hysteria of the apocalypse or whatever that thing was supposed to be in 2012 uh greenland that bad movie with uh what was it king leonidas (laughs) um and a lot of other movies that i just did not like oh the day after tomorrow that was another movie that i was just like "Eh." but he comes back with another disaster movie and this one is interesting because this is coming right off the heels of him going on a press tour and going on an interview and talking about how Marvel and Star Wars and movies like that in that whole category uh, are ruining cinema and that he's coming back to, to save it. And um, I don't I don't know. I don't know if he's the guy to say it, but it it is what it is, my guy. Um I'm going to just be honest coming into this movie. I didn't know how to react, uh, but just, I think it's just going to be average. I don't think it's going to be crazy. Uh, you have some pretty cool people here in this movie. And I mean, it is what it is. It's nothing to be excited about. And you know, just came in here on a Saturday, two days after it released. I think it was a day after it released. Cause I think it released on a Friday and, Barely anybody in my theater. And I, I already saw that the reviews were bad. Like, I think the last time I saw them was like a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes at the time. And I just knew coming into this film, it was going to be a little interesting. But that's besides the point. My point is, I came in to watch a movie so that I can review it and tell you how I feel about it. Whatever you watched it or not. And with that being said... We are now finally here at the point of no return. As I try to get this connected to my phone, I don't know why. I'm just having a hard time. But we are actually going to go ahead and play the trailer for Moonfall. So you guys get a good get a good sense of how it all was. And we will be right back with our review. God damn. If you're watching this, then you know by now a huge problem is heading our way. An emergency meeting is being called at our usual place immediately. Free bagels. I've made a shocking discovery. I need you to get me in touch with NASA immediately. Well, NASA and I aren't really on speaking terms these days. Well, that'll change. When you tell them that the moon is out of orbit. There's no need to panic. I'm not crazy! Why are they lying about all this? It's too late to stop. You knew all this was happening before NASA. You're the unidentified source? Oh, yes. We're dealing with an intelligent entity. We're planning a mission to attack this thing. 
I'm asking you for your help. Say yes, Brian. I need you to be brave. If the moon really is what you think it is, suit up. You have got a big gravity wave coming your way. You have to launch now. Did he say gravity wave? Trouble on the way. We're in the water, guys. Uh, that's crazy. What's the plan? Save the mill and save Earth. Brian, what are you doing? I'll find itself. Wait for it. You son of a the trailer for moonfall uh you will all pay for the sins made by the trailer nope not you don't do that <laughs> um but that was the trailer for moonfall uh this movie is starting guys like let me go ahead and see patrick wilson jc john bradley halle berry um just just a good collection of people over here and kind of the first reactions with this movie is that i I um I really uh I I really did not like this movie. I really did not like this movie. I will say it is a good time while you're drunk. Not that I've was drunk at all during this movie or at a second viewing because I went to go see this movie two times. There's a good reason why though, but this movie was so bad to the point that I left before the third act started. Or when the third act finally started and I was like, I, I can't, I can't really get with this at all because this is just ridiculous. Um, one of the things, well, before I go into one of those things, let me just talk about what the movie's all about. Uh, the movie is basically what happens if the moon falls out of orbit and is in danger of destroying the planet. And then also while it's falling down to earth, what are the implications of it? And it goes through this whole entire thing of the story of Patrick Wilson and Halle Berry and John Bradley, who played characters, Brian Harper, Josinda, Josinda, whatever, and Casey Hausman. Uh, Casey Hausman kind of figures out that the moon is falling out of orbit and he instructs the help of Patrick Wilson's character, uh, again, Brian Harper, where... Brian, five years ago, well, I don't even know it was five years ago. I think it's a 2011 where he goes on a trip uh, in the International Space Station with his uh, buddies, and they figure out that they find this unidentified object that ruins the mission that kills one of his best friends, and he ended up, you know, the government starts covering that up and saying, you know, that was just human error, and he gets disgraced uh, as a NASA astronaut. and all the way up to 2021, 
the moon is falling and Casey Houseman finally has probably the reason to why it's falling and they go up to space to stop it. And like I said, man, throughout this entire film, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, I mean, just this whole entire movie in itself it's just ridiculous. It spends no time uh, making us feel like we care about these characters. I mean, the story is just bonkers. The CGI at times is okay. And other times it's awesome. It looks fucking cool. Like there are certain shots like you'll see on a trailer where they do the gravity wave. And then also they do some stuff with just um, the moon. And no spectacles, I think it looks pretty dope. But I think, to put it bluntly, this movie is Roland Emmerich's greatest hits as a director. Because you get moments from Independence Day, Independence Day Resurgence, uh, Greenland. Uh, you get moments from Godzilla, <laughs> which is crazy enough. You get moments of, what's that on the day after tomorrow in this film? And it just, it has no originality. It really feels like he just took everything from his previous movies, pieced them together, and say, here is Moonfall. And the only difference is, is that it's a moon falling. And, oh, man, even the, uh, there, there's, what made me leave from this movie was that the third act started, and it went into this whole crazy thing. That was, I think it was like its biggest twist, and I'm not going to spoil it right here, but it, the twist in this movie was just ridiculous. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to really say I'm going to sit down here with my bucket of popcorn and watch this entire third act and, and try to see if I'll be satisfied. I know damn well I'm not going to be satisfied. I know I'm not. And I mean, honestly, man, like, for the entirety of this film, before I left, I was laughing at unintentional funny moments. I was snoozing through a lot of points. And there was just other moments right here where I felt like the acting was bad. Um, and, and there were character motivations that made no fucking sense. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. There are so many moments here that made no sense. So, I mean, you get the points taken off for the plot. Like, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like, it seems like we get movies like this every year, every disaster film. And this one just didn't really make the cut. It really didn't. Like, there are moments in here where I genuinely just felt like, what the fuck is happening? Like, for one, uh, we get up, like, we have this whole, we have, like, the story, I guess, kind of, like, split into halves. Where you have one half... You have the you have your three main characters, you know, John Bradley, uh, Halle Berry, and Patrick Wilson, figuring out how to go up into space, and they end up going into space, and you follow their adventure. And the other half of the movie is following these group of side characters that you really don't give a fuck about. Some of these characters are played by people that you probably know. Uh, the most notable one was. Michael Pena, who's been in a lot of bad movies. If you want to talk about somebody who's working hard as hell, it's him. But it's just he's 
it's like he doesn't really care about the movies themselves. He just really cares if he's getting a check or not. And he just said, here we go. <laughs> Let, let's fucking do this. And, oh, man. um, Just, if, if I got to be honest, I wanted to focus more on the characters up in space. And whenever they switched back, it was either I was, I, it was a snooze fest or I was laughing at the unintentional funny moments, because there are, there are times in here around those subplots that you're just like, what the fuck is happening? These supporting characters acting crazy. The extras are being extra. It's like, what is happening here? And besides that, when you get to the truly dumb moments of the movie, you're just left like, how the fuck did you put this up in the big screen like this, man? Like, I, I will say this. The movie does make a case to why it's in theaters and why it's not sent straight to streaming. And it's because the the effects on here on like the big moments of the film, like the gravity wave and the shards of the moon falling down to Earth, those are something that you're going to be like, oh, that is cool on the big screen. That is something that I would like to see and be like, that is fucking dope. Uh, but that doesn't take away with how cheap this movie does feel. And you're just like, you, this does belong on streaming. This belongs on like a platform like Netflix or something like that. That's where it belongs at because there are moments in here where you feel like they just said, let's just put all the, let's just put all of our budget on the effects on certain moments and we'll just call it a day. And I, nah, I, it just didn't really resonate with me at all. Uh, if there was anything else to nitpick from this film was that there uh, they make the, the the humor in here is hit or miss, mostly misses. There are some hits on here that are, that are cool. I think the biggest miss was the shot at Tesla, uh, not Tesla. Um, it was the one SpaceX. There is a shot at SpaceX that I honestly thought that it wasn't funny at all. I know what they were doing, and I was just left like. Okay, you you made your joke. It is what it is. Um, There's nothing really else to say good about this film. There's nothing else good about this film at all. I left before the third act kept going. And I also, for the second act, well, I came back, my second viewing of it, I rewatched the parts that I saw. And then I finally got to watch the third act. And the third act is just fucking ridiculous. It is so goofy. And the fact that they're even considering a sequel, probably not because the movie bombed at the box office, but the fact that they were considering making a sequel for this film is ridiculous to me. So with that being said, I got to give this movie a rating of a four out of 10. It's probably one of my worst films of 2022 already. And if you go see it, Go get drunk. You'll probably have a good time. But if you're sober, you're going to be wanting to leave that fucking film, man. It, it is crazy. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, shit. You're playing like two songs at the same time. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and just end this review because it is what it is, man. I mean, this movie, it's not a lot to talk about with this film. Plus, we already got like two other movie reviews to talk about. And these last two films are definitely much better than they were before. So I want, I want to go ahead and just kind of get into that. 
But the next movie we're going to be reviewing is The Fallout. And that film, I have a lot to say about it. But as always, we're going to get ahead and get into the smooth jazz beats. We're going to go ahead and call it a break. But we'll be right back with this review and more only on The Midnight Drop. See you soon, soon, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Your boy is tired, man. Oh my god. Um whew. What is it? We got like two more reviews here. I'm trying not to like pump through these, man, but sometimes I get the feeling I want to. Like I really have that feeling that I really want to just pump through these and just call it a day because I just get tired. And I do these late at night too. And Sometimes I really want to do these like early in the morning, but I got so much stuff going on with work that I'm just like, I don't know. And then other times I'm just at the moment to where I, I don't know if I really want to, I don't know if I really want to go ahead and do it in the morning. I have more time in the evening time. Usually I go work out, so I don't know. But today I made an exception because I want to go ahead and get these reviews out the way that I wanted to go ahead and get on the camera and see what's up. Uh, Speaking of which, we're good on camera one, camera A, we're here, camera B, or camera two, whatever, right over here. Uh, yeah, I think we good. We good. Uh, but that's besides the point. Our next movie review is going to be something much, much better than Moonfall. I mean, 
this movie right here, The Fallout, uh, was something that I was able to kind of see for the first time on a trailer on YouTube. Uh, had it on my list for a little bit and came back watching it on HBO Max, the comfort of my own home. And I was like, yeah, this is much better than my experience than Moonfall. Uh, Fallout, the Fallout to be exact, is a 2022 film that came out on HBO Max exclusively uh, that details the story of our characters or high school students that go through a school shooting and just what happens afterwards. How does our main character played by Jenna Ortega kind of deal with that? And uh, coming in here, it's, it's a movie that had a lot of people buzzing just because of its subject matter of school shootings every year or so. It seems like we get so many school shootings every month uh, and it's causing a detriment in not only education systems, Uh, but also in the mental health of just students, teachers, and parents. So this movie kind of aims to tackle that subject matter, tackle that problem, and kind of give us an in-depth view of kind of the mental space of of the student who goes through that stuff, man. And um, reviews here have been very favorable. It's been a lot of people's list of favorite movies of January. I know I did a list of my favorite movies in January. And this is kind of a way to just update my list on that because, uh, this film to me really said a lot, but with that being said, just like we did for moonfall, we're going to go ahead and go into the trailer for the movie, the fallout. And we'll be right back. Talk about my thoughts back y'all just right here. You don't even need to wear makeup. Sorry, what? I just said you don't even need to wear makeup. I... What was that? You have to be able to sleep to have nightmares. I've learned to lose, you can't afford to. Tell me about your brother. He was uh, always making me laugh. What are you feeling right now? I feel mad. You went through something no one should ever have to go through. Can you stay just till I fall asleep? Life's fucking hard. I'm sorry for saying fucking. No, you're right. Life's fucking hard. God. Well, try it. It feels good. Life's fucking confusing! I can't fucking feel anything! What are you thinking about? I can't say it. Let's say you die tomorrow. Yeah, what if you die sad? Because you regret not saying what you wanted to say. 
can't be for nothing. We won't even let this be for nothing. The shoulders. You can't do it without the shoulders. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I could like, say I like it like that. Like it like that. All right. And that was the trailer for The Fallout. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and just straight up say it. This was one of my favorite movies in the month of January of this year. Uh, like I said, this movie revolves around the character of Veda, who's played by Jenna Ortega. If you remember, she actually played the sister in the newest screen movie that came out in the same month, in the same year, which is crazy. And I remember a lot of people were talking about her, uh, Jenna Ortega and she is a really good actress, man. I really want to go see other movies that she's been in because she plays a phenomenal role here. And just this, I mean, a lot of people do great jobs here. The, the movie itself is very important because again, it tackles a serious subject matter, uh, in the form of school shootings and how do, how does a person, how does a teenager in our generation kind of process all of that how do they get through it what are their emotions like and the character of veda i mean we're shown in the beginning of this film that she's just she she is the defining personality of gen z she loves getting starbucks she you know sometimes just uses the bathroom when she wants to in class so she doesn't have to just sit down and just stay there you know chilling doing her thing and everything and the movie starts off showcasing her and her best friend, uh, Nick, played by Will Rop. And one point she leaves her room. She leaves her classroom. She goes into a bathroom and meets the other character. That's our main focus. Uh, Mia, who is a popular girl at school, who's also played by Maddie Zelger. If you know who she is, she was actually on the Lifetime TV show, I believe, uh, Dance Moms. I don't know if it was Lifetime or TLC, but the point being, uh, both of them, Zeta and Mia, are in the Veda and Mia in the bathroom. And next thing you know, uh, a school shooter comes out and not to the bathroom, but into the hallways of the school and starts shooting his students or his fellow students, to be quite exact. And it, 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 the events following after that, uh, is pretty much the meat of the movie. I mean, you're giving a situation that is crazy in the eyes of these students, in the eyes of the audience as well, because we go through this every single year in terms of spectators. We see this shit and it sparks a lot of political debates and I can get into that. But I mean, for this movie, I don't think we need to get too political with it, but Again, the after the aftermath of the entire shooting is the meat of the movie. And what we see here is how does Veda's mental health, uh, how is Veda's mental health doing in this entire situation? And the obvious answer is it's not doing so well. And I think one of the best parts of this film is that you clearly see something that's not exaggerated. It's not crazy. It doesn't really, you know, try to go on this it doesn't take any theatrics. It's very genuine. It's very realistic. And I like that. Uh, Veda 
ends up suffering a whole lot of PTSD and trauma from it. And just seeing her try to get through that, avoiding the help that she's trying to get so she can avoid processing all of that so that she won't have a panic attack. I think it's quite interesting to be honest with you. And I, it really sparked this whole conversation with me and the person I was watching the movie with of just, I mean, like what is the right way of handling or at least talking to a child or a teenager who's been through that? Because being in the middle of a school shooting where you literally have the chance to die right then and there, it's, it, it, it's crazy. It's, it's scary. It's outright scary. And at that point, you really just want to say, how do you find a good way into interacting with that person? And you see it a lot through Veda's parents and also her sister and the parents. If I go back here, the mom, Patricia Cavill, who's played by Julie, uh, Julie Bowen. And then I think you also had a uh, John Ortiz Ortez who plays Carlos. And you also had someone else, uh, uh, Lumi Pollock who plays Amelia, the little sister and just how the mom and the sister try to interact with Veda after the situation that's something that provides your good drama, that provides a learning lesson for the audience to say what you can do and what you should not do. And just that whole uh, chemistry between both of them and just the moments where you're like, this is an honest, genuine family. You, you, you start to really feel it and you really start to get really attached to these characters and just what you want them to do and what you hope for them to get through. And especially for Vader, man, I mean, Again, like I said, Jenna Ortega plays the fuck out of this character, but I really like how this character was written to not be over-exaggerating. Um, what's also really interesting is her interactions with other characters, including your two main people. Really, your three main people, if I got to be specific. Uh, the first one being Mia, in which you see that whole friendship growing together and knowing about them more and more and just kind of seeing a whole Gen C relationship grow a friendship and then a relationship grow later down the road. And I'm just going to say that because I don't think it's a big, big twist, especially if you can kind of read the room in this entire film. Uh, but the last two was from characters of Quentin Hosland, who's played by now Fitch and uh, Nick, who's played again by Will Rupp uh, with not Quentin. Quentin's a very, interesting special character in this movie because he is directly affected by the shooting. His brother, uh, gets killed. Uh, you see him for the majority of this film. And when you see him, you're really just going through a very much just painful, painful reminder that sometimes it's not the people, it's not the people who get shot and gets and get killed in these shootings. A lot of times it's the people who have relationships uh, whether it be a best friend, a significant other, or a brother, or a sister. And seeing that and how Veda was able to interact with this character and just how their relationship starts to grow through it, I found out to be interesting. Uh, one relationship that I thought was interesting that caused a lot of conversation between me and others uh, was the one with uh, Nick. Because Nick uh, becomes the person that goes through this goes through this traumatic experience and starts to realize that I can make a difference by going up there 
going into activism, going into politics and saying we need to change these rules. And it's very interesting because you get to see more or less their relationship start to grow apart. There are moments here where you kind of see him interact and it's like, okay, he's still there in her life. But other times it's like you really wish Nick was there a little bit more for Veda because Veda is going through it a whole lot and she really needs somebody to talk to. And besides having Mia and Niles in the situation, Nick is like her true best friend that she has since the beginning of the film. So while you're seeing two relationships between Niles and Mia grow, you're seeing one relationship with Nick kind of grow apart. And it's really sad to see, but it's realistic. And it's something that you don't really see a whole lot uh, in these stories in this movie it kind of sheds light into that and I feel like for anybody who's gone through that I, I really feel like they would appreciate that as well uh, if there's one disclaimer that I will say when it comes to reviewing this film is that I've never been in a school shooting I've never been in that type of situation so my feelings uh, sometimes I feel like I can't equate to that I can't equate to how those people are feeling but that's besides the point. I mean, really, it's just as a person who's just able to see this, who sees in the news is just how many shootings that we see day in and day out and seeing what this movie portrays it in. I think it's a really fantastic job. It's great directing. It's great acting. I mean, there's nothing too much to say. Um, if there's one thing that I will criticize the movie in is that it doesn't do a good job in terms of displaying everything and when at i mean the character of john ortiz the character that john ortiz plays who is carlos the father to me i felt like carlos the father could have been showcasing this movie a little bit more because you really don't get to see a bulk of his acting towards the end of the film it's like you kind of see him throughout the first act and the second act but when you get to the very end that's when you see that big moment like you saw in the trailer and for me it kind of just felt like i wanted more because if beta and him had interacted a little bit more i felt like you would have saw another side of the entire story and you would have been able to see so much more but like i've said this movie is really really good and i recommend you watch it so you can get a good sense of how all of this all of this shit just affects young people today and i mean don't only just go into the movie just try to get a learning lesson go into the movie to just watch good quality filmmaking i mean that is something that i feel like catches the attention of a lot of people good filmmaking that tells a story and teaches a lesson and I will say towards the end of this film, it, it doesn't it doesn't make you too happy. It still leaves in a good amount of realism. And it, it it's something that I, I would de I definitely enjoy. And with that, I'm going to give this movie um, I'm going to give this movie an eight and a half out of ten. It's a it's a really good film. I recommend it really well made. And I'm a Jenna Ortega fan. I think I'm really going to look closely at her career and keep watching these movies as much as I can because she does a really good job here. Uh, let me go ahead and get into... I'm going to go ahead into my next break. But afterwards, 
we're going to go into our next movie review, which is going to be Kimmy, a movie that I actually just watched uh, uh, yesterday. And uh, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I got some interesting things to say about this film. This movie was interesting. Was it as good as The Fallout? Was it as bad as The Moonfall? Who knows? We'll be right back by review. Stay tuned for the Midnight Drop. episode of midnight drop we just did reviews for moonfall and the fallout one really bad bad film and one really really good film that i had the pleasure of watching in the comfort of my own home and now i have another film that i was able to watch at home in my bed with popcorn on my lap and that movie was kimmy now uh here's a little trend that i'll just go ahead and say it right now uh, a lot of films that have been good so far have been films that I've been able to just sit down in my bed and chill. And, I mean, it just says a lot about how I feel. I mean, st- streaming films have, have done really good so far. Not to say there have not there have been bad films in theaters. I mean, there have been some pretty good ones so far. But, I mean, right now, I- I've been getting a lot of great films just by watching them on streaming services. I mean, a hero is one of them, the fallout and this one right here, Kimmy, I think this is going to go on that list once again, man. Uh, Kimmy is the newest film starring Zoe Gravitz, who's also going to be in the new film, the Batman. That's in one of my most highly anticipated films of the year. And this film follows Zoe Kravitz as a employee of a corporation called the amygdala who runs as a i guess a software operator or whatever on this new device it's pretty much alexa but it's called kimmy which is the title of the film and the film takes a crazy turn by 
you know, just her going through her normal logs, kind of figuring out some stuff to fix Kimmy. And she interacts a crazy situation with an owner of Kimmy, the device, and notices that there may be some foul play in order. But when she tries to report it, it ends up becoming a bigger, bigger thing. And that's what we got here in Kimmy. Uh, be honest, this was a film on my list that I wasn't too crazy about until it started getting closer. And when I finally got to watch the movie, I had some things to say about it. But without further ado, like we did with the last two movies, we're going to go ahead and get into our review by showing a trailer of the film. And with that, we'll go ahead and see you after the trailer. See you soon. Kimmy? I'm here. What time is it? It's 7.26 a.m. Kimmy? I'm here. Call Dr. Burns. I got her. What do you want from me? Kimmy? I'm here. Why don't you run from me? Call Darius. Hey, hotness! Wow. What are you wondering? What do you know? Kimmy? I'm here. Reopen last stream on desktop. I need more kitchen paper. Open yesterday's stream. stream interpreter i may have heard a crime on one of the streams the devices pick up lots of things just mark this degraded audio and delete it i am not capable and you know it i think a woman might need help how do i find out who she is you need a device number and the admin code will you make me one this is the last favor hotness close your files come to my office we'll listen to the recordings together Miss Childs, I have to know what we're dealing with. We're dealing with what sounds like a premeditated murder. How do I know that? Because I just told you. Twice now. Maybe you've just replaced your real stresses with this. Can we please call the FBI? I understand that you have taken some mental health leave in the past. Why is that in my file? You said you had her. They did. But now they don't. Kimmy, bedtime lights. Is he the only copy? I emailed it to everyone I know this morning. Kimmy! I'm here. So, that was the review. Uh, well, not the review. If that was the review, we're done here for today. But, no, that was the trailer for Kimmy and... Uh, remember when I said that this may be one of the other good films that I've been able to watch on streaming so far this year? Uh, that, I will say, it is true. It's one of the better films that I've been able to see on streaming. However, this movie has some faults, and I'm pretty much going to guess be the middleman over here because something interesting about this movie coming in is that on Rotten Tomatoes, you have... 56 critics. And out of those 56 critics, 
you end up getting a percentage of 91, which is really good. It gets a great fresh rating. So you're coming in and you're like, okay, it has a great critics rating. Uh, I'm going to watch the hell out of this movie. But then you turn around, you watch the audience score, and straight up, this film has a 53% from the audience. And, I mean, I, I'm, I was confused. That's a huge gap. And I know people say we shouldn't really care about what Rotten Tomato scores have to say about it. Just go in with your own opinion and just see how you feel about it and go for it. But, I mean, to me, going through reviews sometimes kind of gives you a good perspective of what to expect from a film. And it gives you more information on how other people feel and say, like, okay, let me come in and try to figure that stuff out and see what I can find. Uh, Again, yes, have your own opinion. Don't come in trying to be in this echo chamber of the same opinion of others, because at that point you just get an echo chamber and, um, coming in to Kimmy watching it through first off, uh, if you're watching, uh, if you're going on Ron tomatoes, or whatever like that on Google, it'll say two hours and 29 minutes. It's not two hours. It's about 89 minutes, which is about one hour and 51 minutes. I want to say I could be wrong, but it's definitely under two hours but this is a pretty short film it's not overbearing it's not ridiculously long um i'm gonna say the movie was cool the movie was good but it had some problems that i had um one of the first things about this movie that i found really interesting was that it is definitely taking the covid pandemic as a setting and is making it a backdrop for certain character motivations and making you understand, okay, this is the time that we're living in, in this certain universe in this movie. And for Kimmy, the main character, uh, the main character played by Zoe Kravitz, uh, what she goes through in this film, her problems, her triggers, uh, would seem very, very, uh, relatable to some people in the audience who would watch this film. And what she does is that she's very tech heavy. Uh, She's very dependent on her job, but she never goes outside. And I kind of had to uh, reflect on that for myself in terms of this pandemic, because I did not see myself go outside a whole lot unless it was going out for a walk or to working out. But I mean, just right off the bat, I really like how this film uses technology to push the story and to kind of tell us about our character, Kimmy, uh well in this movie Kimmy uh and straight up I think what they did here was something interesting that will push uh films like this on and on in the next coming years man being able to use technology to push horror and to push thrilling moments is something that I thought was really cool in some areas and just how the main character interacts with technology and how she kind of goes in and, you know, kind of tells the story through the setting itself. I think that was cool. The main character, and I want to go ahead and get this in and not just keep saying Zoe Kravitz, Angela Childs. Angela uh, pretty much just hates going outside. She's afraid of getting COVID. She's afraid of interacting with in the outside world and pretty much her apartment, her home is her solace. She will do everything she can to not get outside, whether that be, I'm going to just get this medication and not get this surgery for my toothache. 
I'm not going to report this crime that I've seen. I'm going to skip out on seeing this guy that I really like at this food truck near, near my place. I mean, she does everything she can because she is scared as fuck. It is at the point to where she has a therapist zooming her and talking to her. And I think that part is very relatable. And I do like that because a lot of people in this pandemic has gone through that, especially people in my generation and my age group. Uh, But the other thing that I like about this movie is that it does have some really interesting moments in terms of direction. I think the direction here by Sodenberg was interesting to say the least. It was cool to see how he kind of gets character emotions out by not really having to tell a straightforward what's up. And you really just get to see it by movements, by actions, uh, by dialogue. And I think all of that was pretty rock solid. I didn't think there was a lot of problems with that. Uh, if there was anything else to talk about this film uh, in a positive light is that I think the whole concept of using the device Kimmy and just doing more investigative work with the device to progress through the story and just also kind of just using the whole point of, yeah, this device can really just record everything you have. And someone is able to go back and forth with it and say, let's go, let's go forward and see what happens. And being able to detail everything that you do, listen to everything that you say and say, here we go. And they're not being like shady about it, like Alexa or Siri or anything like that. They straight up just tell you, yeah, there is somebody who listens to Kimmy, who takes these voice logs and say, this is what we're going to do. And. Mm, throat was getting dry, but we are basically listening to everything you say and we're just improving Kenny Kimmy uh every second of the time and I think that gets into kind of like my first complaint with the film I guess the whole concept of Kimmy uh to me in this movie I I can already tell that Kimmy was going to be a problem because if a company like Amygdala is going to make a device that is going to be able to listen to whatever you do and people are able to take that, don't you think that would cause a liability in terms of what you see in this movie? Or wouldn't that cause mass hysteria for conspiracy theorists and people who are already scared of big technology to listen to your every word? I mean, yeah, of course, your phone is basically tracking you. You have an F oh no, not an FBI agent, a CIA agent that's listening to your every word. So yeah, it'd be like, so what? Someone's listening to you. But at some point in time, you have to understand that people are going to be scared as fuck. So when you don't really talk about that as much, except for like your prologue of your entire film, I felt like you're missing this rare point to kind of just talk about your own fallacies. Uh Another thing about this film that I really didn't like is that there, like the first half of the film spends a really good amount of time building up this suspense and this mystery. But at the same time, when it gets to its last half, its third act, it completely drops the ball and it drops that whole suspense to just give you some action to give you these crazy moments. And I just feel like it's so rushed that you're just left like, really, that's it. I, I, I really like the mystery. I really like going to this uh, cat and mouse game. 
And when it gets to its big point to where it becomes, okay, the corporation is crazy. It doesn't have a good buildup towards it. It really just says, we're just going to keep going for the sake of the time and the plot. And to me, I didn't really like that because I would have wanted to have good suspense with it. Um, And I guess that just really makes it hurt where then it leads to a third act again, that's just rushed. But to me, it felt kind of stupid with just some of the character motivations and how does the fight scene go down? Yes, there is a fight scene and it just kind of left me feeling some type of way. Uh, but the last thing about this film that I really didn't like that I felt like could have been a whole lot better is that even though it does talk about Kimmy and her character, I did feel like there are some points to where she comes off as bland. She comes off as a little bit, uh, I mean, irritating at times. And you, you really just sit there like, just get a grip, man. Just really stop being an asshole to all these people. But I mean, that's just me. That's something I will say. I won't say that's like a total big thing for this film because you do get an explanation. But then there are points where it's just like, Come on, this is just a little, this is just a little dickish, don't you think? It's it 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 it's just like you're being paranoid. Come on, but I mean, with that being said, I mean you get you get a movie like Kimmy that's better than most of the films you get so far in the month of February, but it has some things that I feel like are legitimate to criticize, and that's why I gotta give this film. Uh, I'm going to give this film like a 7 out of 10. It's not a bad film. It's a it's it's good, but I felt like the writing fell short. And as a thriller that's supposed to push the envelope for thriller films in this generation, in this age of technology, I felt like it dropped the ball in some areas. Uh, did I feel like it was a little average in some parts? Yes. But I think overall, it's a really cool concept that they were able to execute effectively in a good amount of areas. And that's something that it should be given. But uh, that being said, I mean, the acting here was cool. Um, Zoe Kravitz does a really good job as the lead actress. And uh, David Sodenberg does a really good job here as well. I got I got to give those people credit for what they do here in this film. I got to give them credit. But as you may have noticed, that is our last review of the night. Three reviews in one episode. That is fucking crazy. Uh, I wish I can go more in depth here, but a lot of these movies, I really wish I had more people to talk talk about with them because, I mean, as bad as Moonfall was, that was a very interesting film. And then with The Fallout and Kimmy, those are two films that create a lot of conversations. So I really wish I had somebody to really talk to about with it. But, uh, I mean, here I am, solo dolo in this motherfucker. <laughs> But yeah, we'll be back with our closing remarks and just kind of these last words that I want to go ahead and talk to you guys about in terms of a certain documentary that I'm feeling about and also what's going on on Saturday. But we'll be right back after Smooth Jazz Beats. See you guys in a minute.
Christ. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry I came into the episode. Uh, I'm sorry I came into the episode talking about this or to say that. But I'm watching a video of a flock of birds just plunging to the ground. And, ooh, this is scary, scary because this is just like. Oh, man. This, why is this a sign that the world is ending? Why is this a sign? Why? 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 I want to find this video. I want to find this video. I want to play it real quick because this is crazy. I know I want to go into these final remarks of of this documentary that I want to talk about. But this is fucking crazy, man. And it was in Mexico, too. Jesus, this was a day ago. Hold on a second. We got to uh, we gotta play this real quick. I think any of us will look back in our lives and fuck this commercial but no but it was a flock of birds it was hundreds of birds that are flying through mexico and the next thing you know they just fall to the ground and in certain situations like this you think it's the end of the world because you know that shit is unnatural but it just happened man like jesus christ oh no let's get to it Jesus. I mean, there are definitely some birds that come back up. Okay, so there's an explanation here on the comment section. Oh, it sucks because you guys didn't even get to like see it or something like that. You'll be you'll you'll be able to see it on this podcast, but yeah, um, shit, this is crazy. Uh, what it turned out to be was something about birds don't just fly by sight, but by temperature. When things get screwed with the weather, up becomes down and down becomes up. They think they're flying full force upward towards the sky when they're really flying full force down towards the ground. I don't know if this is the case with these birds, but it's something to look into and very sad either way. Yeah, uh, that's very good to know. I'll have to read up on that too. Uh, But when I see that, my mind just jumps to the end times are near. That's what it is. So I just thought it would be cool to to bring that up. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and... What is this, right? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to this one. Uh, I want to go ahead and end this episode on pretty much just a look forward for Saturday and just also kind of a my opinion on this certain documentary that just came out tonight that I'm pretty much going to watch. It's the new Yeezus documentary, the whole documentary on Kanye West uh, from the beginning of his career up until now. And I got to be honest, man, I don't know how to feel about this one. I'm watching it because I really want to sit down and talk with others regarding it and just kind of get a good feel of what it's all about, how good it is. Uh, But I got to be real, after the shit that's been going on with Kanye in the last couple of days, especially the day of the Super Bowl, Mike, I've lost a lot of respect. And I think when it comes down to this whole documentary, I have this urge to watch it. But I also feel like I really don't want to get into it. Reason being is because I have put
put myself in a position to where I do not want to give this man any of my time or my money or my patience. But at the same time, I am genuinely interested in actually wanting to know about this. That's what I'm really interested in. And I want to just be able to take the time to learn about it, maybe get a different perspective. And I I guess in the back of my mind, I'm just really just not going to have that much respect. Unless this documentary changes that. So, I mean, that's really about it. But as for Saturday, again, we're going to be having my good friends, Brandon Bagwell, Julian Ross, and Josh E. coming up to the podcast. We'll be having some really cool conversations, just talking and stuff. So, I'm looking forward to that. I hope you guys are looking forward to that as well. It's great to be able to get on this podcast and get on video here. Uh, hopefully, I can get this video out on the website very, very soon. Kind of get the stuff together out there. But I think it'd be really cool, man. I think it'd be really, really cool. But having said that, thanks so much for listening to this new episode of The Midnight Drop. We got through three reviews and a small discussion on the Yeezus documentary. Uh, just uh, how I feel before going in there. And I am super excited for Saturday. If you're new here, go ahead and drop on in to our website, www.themidnightdrop.com, and also follow our Instagram, official underscore TMD podcast, for all brand new things. If you want to know where to listen to the podcast and also find our YouTube channel, go ahead and look into the comment section or the description box down below, whatever you're looking this podcast at. But that is it. I'm your host, Jordan Malone. Thanks so much for coming in. Always a pleasure having you guys listen to me and my reviews and my rants and my bullshit. Looking like a homeless lumberjack. But that is it. Back next time for a brand new episode. But stay blessed, stay safe, stay you. Peace.